page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Lord, make me to know my end, and what is the measure of my days, that I may know how great I am. You have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly every man and his destiny is like paper. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Jesus Christ, 
Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon ourselves the armor of light. Now, in the fleeting time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the last Sunday in the church year is from the 65th chapter of Isaiah. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call... I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. shall be brought to the king, the virgin circumcised to follow her shall be brought to you. With gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought, they shall enter the king's palace. The epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. 
This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed, page 141. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our sermon text from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 and 2. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As a pastor, there are times when I have to instruct those who do not know the teaching of the faith. Most of these have grown up without the benefit of a religious education or simply unaware of the biblical doctrines. They may not know that our Lord Jesus Christ's death was a substitutionary death in which he had died to atone for our sins. They may not know that salvation is a free gift offered to be received by faith. They may not know that faith comes through the hearing of the gospel message through the word of God. Now at other times, I need to correct those who have been mistaught. Sometimes this teaching, misteaching, is, is the result, well, of intentional false teaching by a, a church body. Others times it may simply be an unintentional but a false assumption concerning the actions or professions of a Christian. So, when pastors encourage believers to do good works, a person might wrongly assume that good works save. And I need to correct that. That is not true. I need to correct the falsehood. Faith in Christ saves. Good works are just the fruits of faith so that a living, through, a living faith does in fact produce good works. But it is our faith or trust in Christ, not the good works that save. Those who trust in Christ do desire to please our God, and thus they do good works out of thankfulness for their salvation by faith alone. Similarly, there are many who don't know about Judgment Day. They don't know about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some have been taught that there is no Judgment Day or, or Last Day. They may even deny the Creator's control over His creation. They may teach an atheistic evolution. For them, there is no moral standard. There is no judge. And there is no Judgment Day. Therefore, well... Live however you like. Their life is all about the sensual pleasures of this world alone. Eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow we die. Some, on the other hand, have an unhealthy obsession with the times and the seasons. And they're trying to always to determine, oh, they believe there's an end. They're trying to determine when that end will come. But our God has not revealed that. He's not revealed to us either the day or the hour. We can search in vain, but we will never figure it out. And there are others who know about the judgment day, and they're scared to death of it. Their conscience upbraids them. They cannot come to peace with it because, well, they don't believe in Christ's forgiveness of sins. When asked if they are saved, the best that they can muster is, I hope so. Today's epistle, though, 1 Thessalonians 5, it begins in a completely different place. So I said, yeah, sometimes I have to teach these things. But St. Paul's remarks about the Thessalonians is that they don't need to be informed. They already know. He doesn't say, you need to be corrected. You've got a false... T-. No. No, they're, they're holding to the truth. Instead, here is what St. Paul says. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. You see, the Thessalonians know that the Lord's second coming will be without warning. 
just as the thief comes. And they, well, expect his return, but uh, they already know these things. The Thessalonians have not been left in their sins. They've not been taught the false comfort of peace and joy while they continued to sin. No, they've been taught repentance and forgiveness. They confess their sins. They believe in Jesus. They have the true comfort that whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. St. Paul assures them, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. Paul says, we are not of the night nor of darkness. So Paul doesn't have to teach them something new they don't know. He doesn't have to correct them for something false. And this brings me then to my third word, which I am called to give out as a pastor. That word is encouragement. Yes, sometimes I teach the ignorant, sometimes I teach the misinformed, but sometimes I hear the troubled words of a believer, one who doesn't have it wrong, knows perfectly the truth, and they simply need to be encouraged. There are times in which we mistakenly think that something is wrong, and it is during that time that I need to encourage. I need to build up the believer, continue in the faith. They aren't doing it wrong. They haven't simply messed things up. No. The Lord, in fact, has not changed his disposition towards them at all. They simply need to be encouraged. Encouraged to live the Christian life of faith and love and hope. St. Paul says it this way, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, putting on the hope of salvation. When trouble comes upon us, the devil would like us to think that something is wrong. He would desire for us to change horses and leave the Christian faith behind. We might think, oh, it's not working anymore. And due to our distress, we are no longer a beloved child of God. We may think, now is the time. I ought to leave behind that sober Christian teaching and and embrace those who have an emotional or a charismatic faith. They don't have this trouble like I have. Or when the possibility of death raises his ugly head, you may, you may become frightened. Frightened in a way that you haven't before. You may want to bargain with God. You may want to hedge your bet and, well, wonder if you ought to do some good works, just, just in case. Kind of an insurance policy of words. But, no, be careful. Be careful, my Christian friends. Every one of us has something which we deem to be of the greatest importance. And it may be a good thing. Uh, um, But that very thing can also be your downfall. If you value your reputation, the Lord may allow you to fall in order to curb your boasting. If you pride yourselves in your family, he may cause a stir in it. The thing that we hold most dear in our heart is the very thing that can become your idol. Like Abraham, who was asked to sacrifice his son Isaac, the Lord will test us. He will ask, saying, do you love me more than these? Will you sacrifice this, or will you deny the faith? Whether our Lord ultimately takes it away or not, Well, that's up to him. But he will ask. And it is at this time that your pastor needs to say to you, I don't need to instruct you concerning something new. I don't need to correct you, for you know the true teaching. I need to encourage you to stay the course. I need to encourage you. Continue. Continue. Continue confessing your sins. Continue to trust in Christ for salvation. Continue with your faith in Christ 
and love towards your neighbor. Continue to have the hope of salvation because you have faith in Jesus Christ and God has promised you and he will do it. Continue. St. Paul says, let us who are of the day be sober. Be putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, put on the hope of salvation. Finally, St. Paul says this, therefore, comfort each other and encourage each other just as you also are doing. Note that. They're doing it right now. He's just encouraging. Keep on doing that very thing. Do what you have been doing. Come to Bible class and be strengthened in the faith. Continue to attend the divine services. Gladly hear the sermon. Receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. You are on the right course. Do not let yourself become drunk on the attraction of other things. Do not associate with darkness. Do not let go of the teachings which you have received. Let us watch and be sober. St. Paul speaks about the breastplate of faith and love, that is, faith in Christ, which is shown forth in love toward the neighbor. Continue. When you have fallen in sin, cover your heart with that breastplate of faith in Christ. When you wish to thank your Lord, put on the breastplate of love toward your neighbor. When you experience trouble, sickness, doubt, Cover the thoughts of your mind with that helmet of the hope of salvation. You have no need that I teach you something new or correct you. You already know the truth. You need to continue in the true faith with love and hope. In today's Holy Gospel, there are five wise virgins who are ready for Christ's return. They have the oil of faith in Christ though they did not know when the bridegroom would come, they were ready. When Jesus says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming, he is describing the actions of those five wise virgins. He is not telling us to change course or do something different. There is an end coming for sure. It's the last day. It is a day of judgment. And at that point, the door will be shut for those who don't have faith. It will be too late. But for you, however, take the opportunity to continue to hear the word of God and preaching. When you are corrected by the law, then be comforted by the gospel promise of forgiveness. No matter what, no matter when the cry goes out, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. With faith in Christ, you are ready ready to enter into the wedding feast of heaven. Set your mind at ease. Paul says, and I conclude, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Amen. May the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The canticle is created in me. We stand. to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks for the innumerable and inestimable spiritual blessings which you have bestowed upon us in Christ Jesus throughout this past church year. 
Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, admonish those false virgins in our congregation that the mere outward participation, even the appearance of being a Christian, is not enough, but only a living faith in Christ will admit to the wedding banquet. Strengthen your church by the preaching and teaching of the word so that she may always cling to Christ in true faith. Abound in holy love until our bridegroom's return. Give all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Gary and Michael, a sense of urgency that they are diligent in the duties of the office of the holy ministry to preach the word, to forgive and retain sins, to administer and distribute the sacraments so that their people's lamps may always glow. Bless Saints Peter and Paul Lutheran Church in Knoxville as well as uh, Deacon Floyd Smithy. Be with our director Keeley that she be given wisdom in teaching the children entrusted to our care. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Kindle in the heart of our President Joe, our Governor J.B., federal and state legislators, county commissioners, our Mayor Steve, city officials, and all our judges, a love of that which is true and noble, that justice may be done, peace promoted, wealth protected, and mercy shown. Grant protection to all those who risk their lives for the common good, especially the men and women that are serving in our armed forces. Bless their efforts to defend our freedoms, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, and our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord We ask that you would be with our shut in Carolyn, as well as with our elderly, Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Jack, Levi, Jennifer, uh, whose uh, surgery has been scheduled for January. Be with Victor and Marcia. We give thanks to you uh, for Anita and uh, successful surgery as she undergoes uh, continued uh, therapy for uh, recovery of the use of her legs after spine surgery. We give thanks to you for the uh, stint and the recovery for David Henson after a heart attack um, and that, that he is fully recovered. We ask that you would be with our students, with Sarah, Jonathan, or Sa- jo- be with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, 
And with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son to our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to your almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you of your grace. We implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.